Welcome to Frame of Reference, informed, intelligent conversations about the issues and challenges facing everyone in today's world. In-depth interviews with Sauk County's leaders and professionals to help you expand and inform your frame of reference. Brought to you by the Max FM Digital Network. Now here's your host, Raul Labresh. Welcome to another edition. Yes, a fourth season edition. This is fourth season now for Frame of Reference, folks. I am so excited about that because I get to now go back over the past three seasons and say, okay, who are my best guests? And invite them back again. And this person I would have had to invite back whether she was a best guest or not because she's got the running record. At least she did on Mornings with McFarland's. And I think now this will tie you for the most interviews on Frame of Reference. But it is none other than the one, the only, the amazing Lindsay Giese, Executive Director of River Arts Incorporated. Lindsay. Thanks oh, for being here. Oh my goodness! Thank you so much. What an intro. Well, you know, you know me, my theater background. I, when I can get excited with somebody and not totally freak them out, I will do that. So, and you have known me long enough now to know that that's uh, just raw. So, not yes. a big deal, right? Now, hopefully, I live up to the hype here. Oh, totally. Well, we can start singing our <laughs> answers and questions if that will help. Um, we were doing that beforehand. Why not? Right? Absolutely. Okay, you, you were so absolutely. Oh, yes. You have a much prettier voice than I do. So. <laughs> Not if true. anyone can lull our listeners to sleep with a lullaby, you Not could. True. Well, I don't want to do that one. I get them excited. <laughs> get them excited. Okay. Get them excited so about art today. We're going to do marches and Sousa, here we come. Yeah, it's okay. Well, let's see. How have you been? Good? Good? Yeah. 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 Good. That's a, an interesting question. Isn't it? Isn't don't it? you feel like it's changed when people ask, like, how are you? How have you been? Like, I feel yeah, like, like it's how taken do you... on more weight, like... I can just say I'm fine. Right. But that doesn't cut it anymore because yeah. we know no one is fine. No one is fine. You know, yeah. it's just, if you're fine, then it's like, Loo-loo. I mean, that's the great, that's the, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. I am a little. <laughs> well, I'll be going now back to planet earth. So, um, yeah, no. I think I'm fine because I am a little Lulu, but, um. <laughs> it's so true, yes. isn't it? Uh, but the old thing about it, if you can't laugh at yourself, there's yeah. something wrong. Yeah. So. But, I'm and, fine. You know what? It, the, the weather has changed. Yeah. It's getting warmer. Yeah. Uh, so I'm outside more. Yeah. That always helps. And I've got a pretty awesome job. So yeah. how can I not be fine? Well, you know, you would hope that you can see the positive and yeah. in spite of all the things that have come. And and yet I also, um, I always like the, there's a phrase from um, Mark Twain. And I, I have to look up the, the book. It's actually a short story. And it's this town where everything is wonderful and people are just so friendly and everyone is so perfect in every way, right? And uh, this guy comes into town, stranger that no one has known, and has the these treasure maps that have, you know, different pieces of the puzzle for where this treasure is. And then he, you know, after he, you know, exposes what he has, of course, he's, you know, gone, nowhere to be found. Um, and the town just becomes totally obsessed with the treasure maps and who's got what information and who's found what and who's verified what and who hasn't. And so this idyllic town turns into this mess of people that are, you know, totally not trusting one another, totally, Mm -hmm. you know, not, uh, you know, all the camaraderie that they had is completely gone. It's every person for themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes back and reveals that there never was any treasure in the first place, but that he did that to reveal to them what their town was really like. And and the, the quote that I, I love from that is he says, the weakest of all weak things is a virtue not tested by fire. 
Well, isn't that just Mark Twain all over, yeah. right? To be able to figure out that, yeah, we we think things are just fine and, oh, we're just fantastic. And then you have something like COVID mm-hmm. happen to your society and realize, you know what? Our virtuous American, you know, ideals mm-hmm. that we touted ourselves as the United States of America, yeah. holy cow, we're anything but. Well, you know, you know it, I think it reveals both sides. It reveals the the ugly side of humans. Um, but you know, there, there were some, some positives too that came out of it. Yeah. Yeah, You'd see the virtuous people. And a lot of times within the same person, they can show both sides because people are complicated. Yeah. Well, it's been interesting. Right. It's we realize like the things that we need to work on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully one of the things that can come out of it is some dialogue over I don't see it that way. How come you yeah. see it that way? That's what I always understand. hope for too. And that's sort of the disappointing part of social media these days, because I think people use it as their dialogue, but they're hiding behind a computer screen with it. And so I don't think that it's a true conversation. It's like, well, I'm right, you're wrong. Right. Almost right. always when right. it's done that way. But the right. like human interaction, like how we're sitting today and chatting, then I think you can dig deeper. And I also think people there's a there's a level of a filter mm-hmm. that keeps kindness still a part of even when you're disagreeing. Right. There's some kindness a part of that conversation. Right. That when you're just typing behind a screen, that kindness and how important oh kindness right. is civility, so important. right? Yeah. It, you know, just civility. Yeah. So I agree. The conversation is very important. Yeah. But well, I'm, I will get to talk about arts and what part art plays mm-hmm. in all that, right? Because mm-hmm. that, that to me, art has always been the great unifier and the great, you know, argument starter. Sometimes is yes. that that's not art. It's like, well, I love those conversations. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it's just like I get that that upsets you, you know. But mm-hmm. you know, frankly, the artist was trying to get to you upset so that you would look at something, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, Anyways, well, we have so much to talk about. Mm. Let's start out with our favorite thing, our favorite things, right? Oh my goodness. Which, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm. This always stumps me. I How ha- can it stump me when there, there's no wrong answer? It, well, and exactly, and it's totally Rorschachian. And first thing that comes, even if three days from now you go, oh my god, that's not my favorite, whatever. <laughs> so it's okay, Lindsay. It's okay. I don't want to be pressure. dishonest. Okay. I need, I need to be truthful with the people. I, I get it. Just sing listeners. it, and it'll be okay. true. Okay, just okay, sing I'm it, ready. and I'm it ready. will be true. Okay, favorite dog or cat Br- uh, breed. Well, I have a Yorkie okay. mix. Okay. I thought he was a Yorkie. Rambo. He's a mix. Rambo. Rambo. So, of course, I have to say. Does he have like a gorilla belt or something that he can wear? I mean, don't you think a dog? He oh, should he's have got like... all of it. He's got camo. He's got all of the things. <laughs> I got to see your dog in camo. Yeah, he's a tough dude. Don't don't worry. (laughs) For those of you that don't know, Rambo is about, what, two inches long? Yeah, he's Uh, eight pounds. Eight pounds. And he thinks he's about 80 probably. Definitely. Okay, yeah. So I'm going to say Yorkie just – you kind of figure that out. Because he's my little love. Right. Yeah. But he is your be-all and end-all protector and oh, companion. and To a fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's so yeah. annoying. So will you, you always me. have Yorkies now? Do you think you'll be like Queen Elizabeth and there has to be a Yorkie or two in, in the house? Um, huh? I don't know. Rambo might be the one and only. Okay. <laughs> After him, <laughs> where would you go? I, exactly. Yeah, I Exactly. I, I get it. Uh, how about, and I, I don't know if I asked you this, I think I asked you favorite musical artist, artists, and that was a problem because you finally came oh. up with Celine Dion. Yes. Okay. Oh, you have a good memory. So I, every once in a while. Yeah, I, I still stand by Celine Dion. Don't ask me my wife's birthday. That would be, no, I could, mm-hmm. yeah, 1027. I so, uh, but favorite song. Do people have a favorite song? 
How about a favorite genre? Well, musical theater would be your genre. One hundred, yeah, one hundred percent. If you ask me anything about music theater, and yeah, right. I'm, I'm a. Do you ever have Hanson? Did you see the movie of Dear Evan? I Hansen? saw the movie. I just saw it at Overture. So, so I've seen it live three times, including the original oh. in New York. I know. Just <laughs> after no, you've just, seen that, though, how can you go see any other version of? It? Wasn't it hard? I can't say that anything has topped the original, okay. but this is what I love about theater. Like every actor brings their own thing. thing and I've never yeah. left disappointed. Okay. Um, there's so much talent out there. And sure. yeah, I like their different interpretations of the characters. Okay. So okay. I like, and I movie, movie versions of musicals will never be my favorite. I think right. the stage version they're is so always different, the right? best, right. but I love that they're, that's made a comeback. You know, like there right. used to be, Tons of movie musicals. Right, right. Um, and well, then they kind of went away for a while. Look at West Side Story now. I don't know if you've yeah. seen the new Spielberg version of that, but completely different take mm-hmm. in so many ways. And yet it adds, adds a whole new layer to what that musical's yeah. about. And right? the first, like the 60s and 70s and 80s even, like is when like you saw a right. lot of those. Like, you saw right. the music. You know, right. they were, right. They Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah. yeah. And then there was like kind of a quiet period of right. no... Nobody was bothering. Yeah. 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 And it's back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's some good stuff coming out too. Yeah. There's even, well, you know, there's some things I wish there were versions of like Pacific Overtures. Is there even a version of Pacific Overtures out there that you could? I haven't seen it. But you know what I really love? And they did this with Hamilton. They did it with Rent. I like when they film the stage version. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's how I first found about, uh, out about Into the Woods was they had done yes. that with Bernadette oh, Peters and Mandy Patinkin. Too. Thank you, Danny Khan, yeah. middle school music teacher. He let us watch Into the Woods. Oh, my Lord, Sixth yeah. Sixth grade, oh. You know, you Fell see those kinds of things where they've spent some time figuring out the angles and, you know, what shots should be used where and um, just, you know, marvelously done stuff. Not, and uh, there's nothing wrong with the movie version, but like, something about seeing the stage version and just live theater in general, it's right. just, you don't have all the fluff and all the stuff to cover. It's right. The acting, everything, right. like the music. The talent, like it's all just there. It's raw. Right. It's incredible. The well, and they have to do it. They have to be able to do it now, you know, repeatedly yeah. now. And you look at things like uh, Sunday in the Park I, was really impressive to me and how they handled like Bernadette Peters' dress, you know, and how that mm. just all opened up and she could step out of it kind of thing. You're like, wow, what masterful, you know, carpentry costume, you know, capabilities, technical capabilities yeah. to get that to work. Yeah. Now, you know, not every community theater in the world is going to be able to do that, but, you know, seeing the flying elements of it. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's incredible. I'll talk, yeah, talk about another good show. Yeah. Andy Patinkin. Oh, oh love gosh. That, yeah. I love that musical too. Oh my Lord. Yeah. See, see, he, did the you, rabbit hole we go yeah, down? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> Mandy Patinkin too, think of um, one of the, I, it made me fall in love with him more was uh, after Stephen Sondheim died, he was quoted as saying, the man who wrote my prayers, the guy who wrote my prayers just died. Mm. Uh, well, if that, that makes such mm. sense coming from Mandy Patinkin mm. because the songs he did, mm. you know, were very much like prayers. You know, yeah. it's, it's uh, you know, not in the, maybe the way we think of prayers normally, but they mm-hmm. certainly touch on that communication with, yeah. Something way beyond oh, us. Yeah, some right? people's prayers for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like a Hail Mary or anything, you know, but yeah. the, you know. anyways, okay, okay, how about favorite flower? I kill sing plants. It. You can sing it. I kill plants, Raul. <laughs> you so this I'm is not a, talking about ones that you can maintain. You just go, oh, irises, oh, whatever. There, I planted oh, something in your brain. Oh, my goodness, there's so many. Calla lilies. Cal- really? Really beautiful. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
any oh, any uh, flower though. How do you I mean, feel roses, about petunias and roses? Anything. And, I think okay. all flowers are beautiful. Okay. I, you know what? Even give me a carnation any day. Those yeah. the carnations. I feel bad yeah. for them. They get a bad reputation. They do. They do. Especially since instant breakfast came along. So <laughs> <laughs> we digress. Um, how about a favorite movie? Well, now that we talked about Mandy Patinkin, I got ah. Princess Bride in my head. Okay. Um, but I don't know. That's like the number one movie. But I do. I did watch that quite a bit. Okay. Uh, also, the old school Gypsy, way back. Like it's an old one. I watched that probably a million million times. Really, the with old Bette Midler. Really, it's okay. a good one. Okay, I haven't seen it. Now she it she didn't do the original original though. Ethel Merman was I the think, original. Yeah, wasn't I think she? you're right. Okay. So I don't know when you're this because that out. that actually is a Stephen Sondheim. I didn't realize that was a Stephen Sondheim piece. Mm-hmm. So you find out about that guy, the more you probably now that I I probably shouldn't have watched that when I was that little. I mean, there's a little scandalous part. Thanks, mom and dad. That's okay, but theater people probably that's going to happen to you in the theater. Probably is PG thirteen. Probably, yeah. I don't know. In today's standards, it's probably PG. Yeah, like ooh. So okay, how about favorite actor or actress? I think like movies or theater anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. We have a broad based understanding. Um, I love <laughs> so many. Um, Sutton Foster for sure is one of my top Sutton theater. Foster. Okay, Sutton Foster. Yep, okay. she's you know the thir- original thoroughly modern Millie. Okay, uh, she's in that Frankenstein. Oh no, okay, that's something um, else. Okay, a million things. But, okay. Um, oh, and she's on a TV show. Gosh, oh, but the okay. TV show I don't watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, well, we the can't be total fans. <laughs> oh, well. So how about a favorite comfort food? Oh. Comfort food now. Okay, we've talked about your favorite food food. Mm-hmm. I, think. Anyway. I mean, anything in like the pasta family. Oh, really? Like, so you could do like a mac and cheese with some barbecue sauce on it. Oh, or... like barbecued pizzas. Have you done that thing then? Uh, I would rather the pasta version. The mac and cheese? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because um, doesn't like Riviera has a, a mac and cheese pizza. Isn't that a thing now? It is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not yeah. just, not like the, like they do like a right. barbecue. Not that that's bad, but. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I so guess, like, yeah. some, like hearty for sure. But like, and I don't know if this counts as a comfort food, but if you give me a block of cheese, oh. that, <laughs> that's all I need. <laughs> All right, take a block of cheese. Just take a, I wish you could just order a block of cheese. At a that restaurant. should be a chain, shouldn't? It? Like a, instead of a restaurant, it should just be block of cheese. So all the Wisconsinites would come. So what would you like? I just block of cheese. Do you, do you want our smorgasbord or do you want a specific cheese? Oh, give me anything. Just the whole block. Yeah, I'll take the mystery cheese, yep. whatever it may be. Yeah, yep. I hear you. Well, that's in French. You know that, that. Remember the only time I've been in Paris, we we would go out for breakfast and breakfast. This was a block of cheese and a baguette, you know, oh, and that was I guess I have that to was go perfect. to Paris. Yeah, that's all you needed. Really, you Wait. had your protein, you had your dairy, you had your bread. Good. Done. How about a favorite quality in a friend? Wow, this is a deep one. This is the one that I really try to get at. Favorite when you quality. think about it, what's I've the got thing? Some good friends. Let me, I'm trying to think about all of them. They're good people. Is there something that when you find out it about somebody or and sometimes I think with really good friends it takes time to really realize that why am I always opening up to you oh it's because yeah. mm-hmm. um, so what my I keep going back to because there's so many qualities but is the people who are the most genuine I think that you trust them mm-hmm. you'll trust them with everything mm-hmm. um, 
and they're genuinely kind and they care about you and your well-being and you get past all of that fluff of um I don't know like oh are they, are they mad at me for this or did I upset them about this or right. vice versa or whatever like you don't have to worry about that cuz when you just have a genuine friend you just right. you're solid right yeah. Right. There's yeah. There's none of the game playing or the. Yeah. Um, I've got an agenda that you're not addressing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think as you get older too, your friendships they morph into that and they just become more solid because you get rid of some of like the insecurities of when mm-hmm. you're younger or or the competitiveness like, mm-hmm. even among friends like you have that when you're younger and yeah um, yeah so you can just enjoy each other's company yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, isn't there a, you know, as I have gotten older, which is a weird thing because I don't feel older except certain joints sometimes. Hmm. But no, uh, you know, the chaff. You're young at heart, I, I, gosh, I hope so. So, but you know, you you think about how as things age like cheese, you know, the the better cheese in my mind is the older cheese Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it has more flavor. Um, but you also kind of get rid of a lot of the, like I said, fluff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, I think the the people I, I, I would totally agree with you. I think genuineness, authenticity, mm-hmm. um, transparency, mm-hmm. um, that we're not hiding behind what we think we ought to be or expecting others to be something they're not, mm-hmm. but just, and I also think there's that kind of, I'm genuinely interested in you. You know, instead of just me, 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 me. So, you know, yeah. the folks that you, they can't wait to get back to talking about themselves, right? Yeah. Uh, that gets harder and harder as I get older. I just feel like I don't have enough time left to do that with mm-hmm. my time. Um, so thank you for being the kind of friend that I still you, enjoy having time with. You're such a good listener, Well, too. you know, we have to be. Yeah. Um, what's that? Uh, Stephen Covey, of all people, has a, a quote that I love. Um, it's, most people listen with the intent to reply instead of the intent to understand. And I, yeah. I thought, boy, we should teach, like, politicians, anyone that's going to be in leadership at all should be taught that and have to evidence it in their daily behavior before they're allowed to lead. Because so much of what's going on now is just a result of people not listening to Oh, well, their brains are... Let's just attack, attack, attack. Yeah, what's the next move? How can I make you wrong instead of how can I understand why you believe what Mm -hmm. you believe? You know, because it... Everybody came to that belief for a reason, uh-huh. mostly. I, sometimes you wonder, but uh-huh. okay, one. Well, and you, the genuine, before we get our last one. Yep, so, no. um, I'd like, I kind of like stumbled on the just the general how are you question at the beginning of the interview. And I think mm-hmm. that goes back to like, I'm searching to be as genuine as I can be. And so I don't want to throw away with friends or with you or with anyone if they say, how are you? Like, right. I've got to dig deep and go, like, right. what is the, like, is it fine? Right. Or, What's the what am I feeling? And I think that that's good for everybody to do because I think even if you're not having a good day, if you can say that and figure out what it is, why you're not having a good day, you can move through it and then end up with a good day at the end of it. Well, you know, doesn't it seem like if you're asking that question, you ought to be prepared for a real answer? Like sometimes we just do that question. It's a throwaway question. Yeah. And I, I always feel like, well, like I want to answer, do you really want to know? Yeah. You, well, and during the thick of COVID, I know, you know, it's not over right. yet, but in the 2020, 
that question got asked all the time. It's like, how do you even really answer that? Right. How is anyone going to answer it without of like a right. 10 minute story? Right. Well, <laughs> like, <laughs> and shouldn't we have enough time for that? You know, wouldn't yeah. that be better to spend our time doing that than, you know, figuring up a, a, a new meme that, you know, makes me feel good for two seconds or yeah. whatever. Um, cause we spend our time on a lot of weird things sometimes. Um, true. okay. I'm going to ask you one okay. last, Oh, sorry. I said, I'm guilty of it. I oh. go, you know, yeah. Well, it's like Spend fast food versus a good things. meal, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is more satisfying? You know, well, the one I'm just hungry and I don't have time. Mm-hmm. The other one is, boy, I got to do that more often, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So um, how about a favorite historical figure? <laughs> Somebody that you look to for like as kind of a muse, if you will. Somebody that you emulate and think, boy, that wow. person is so... Where did this question come uh, from? <laughs> I've been thinking since... I knew we had to have new like oh level of questions for you, Lindsay. I can't just go to the Who, same old... Who is yours? My favorite? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I have a lot of different ones. Um, I would have, I think overall, probably Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh, Okay. Um, and it, it wasn't until recent times, I probably would have said Abraham Lincoln, but as I, years ago, but as I've gotten to know more about Lincoln's life and, um, you know, he, he I think part of what he made him great was, uh, situations that are hard for me to understand today, mm-hmm. you know, and I, some of the things that I thought were his greatest accomplishments were actually somewhat duplicitous mm-hmm. so that I get it. But Eleanor Roosevelt just has struck me as such a, high class person in so many ways. And she was so personally devastated by so many things in her life. And yet beyond all of that, she was able to come up with words to live by that are so like what, what, the one, um, something about no one can, no one can um, basically take away your self-esteem without your consent, mm-hmm. you know, of, of being a person that was able to, constantly lift people up to being their best selves possible and then to write the kinds of things she did with the United Nations. And I mean, just, you know, and and when you think of a woman in that time frame, even, even more superhuman, you know, in my brain of of, for a person to do that, to be that compassionate, that Mm -hmm. understanding, that, that desirous of understanding others and, and caring, being empathetic for others when in her social class, you know, uh, she was, you know, noblesse oblige in the best sense of that phrase, mm-hmm. I think. Not that there aren't others, but mm-hmm. just as I've become more aware of Eleanor Roosevelt, I'm really, she, yeah. she had it together. I know? like that. Um, I don't know that I could name just one. I think that I am less historically thinking and more forward thinking, okay. if that makes sense. So, That's like, okay. I'm excited about um, people like Amanda Gorman, who spoke at the inauguration. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the so poet. Young, the yeah, poet, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, so young people like that, I'm excited for how they will make a change in the future Okay. Um, versus looking back. On, I mean, there's there are a lot of people who helped us get where we are today. Sure. But I think because I'm not super proud of where we are today in certain aspects, I'm right. forward-thinking and hopeful. Admirable. Okay. Admirable. You'll accept. Um, Is it accepted? I'll accept that. Okay. Uh, let's, let's turn it back to the audience. What do you well, think? Well, also it's scary uh, to pinpoint like a historical figure because like kind of like you said, like you uncover things about people yeah. that in, in 
Oh, it's hard to know well, the and whole story about does. anybody. I you mean, know it, what's written publicly, and right, yeah, history belongs to the victors in most cases. You know, that's written by the victors. Exactly. Um, but I, you know, I think what's helped me is to look at history more. I'm, I'm a history geek in some ways, um, and I, I, I find that it's really helpful to remember the history and remember the people that are responsible for our history. Mm-hmm. Because that when you, like I think of history in, in high school, boring, boring, and it shouldn't be. I think history should be one of the most exciting things mm-hmm. that's taught to people because if you really can bring it alive to this is what was going on. This is why the civil rights mu- movement is so incredible. Mm-hmm. This is why Dr. King is so incredible. You know, forget about the other stuff that's questionable. Look at what was going on, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. Um, that's where it really clicks for me. And that's how Eleanor Roosevelt, I'm saying, you know, the, when you think of the time period she was in, when you think of the husband that she had, you know, the, for her to still rise above all that gives me great hope for what our leaders can be and should be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so sure. we can demand that. Okay. You know? Can I also um, say Celine Dion for every answer? <laughs> can sure. <we> go? <laughs> I, She's still alive could, and well, but I, you could. Can I just? Uh, well, she, I love her that much. Can her I personal just, story is pretty incredible. It is, is incredible, it not? and yeah. I have never heard a bad story about her. Like she seems like a really good human being. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, is she? This is totally off the track, but. She doesn't look healthy when I've seen her lately. Is she, she okay? Has, she's canceled some tours and things. She's had some back issues. And, okay. Um, she's got some health stuff going on. Okay. But she's so thin, she's too. So I should... She was, like, fit, though. She was doing ballet work for okay. her. Oh, tour. so she has like, a ballet body. She was, That's like, dancing. And, okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. I don't know if there's other, like, stuff going on. But okay. Well, yeah, I see that was, thin. I saw her before, right before COVID, and... Oh my goodness, that woman is fierce. Super duper energy. So man. fit and muscular. Well, back and injury now, you know, that makes sense could with be, dance, could right? All be. Sure. Yeah. All right. Folks, my guest today is Lindsay Giese, the executive director of River Arts Inc. in town here with a global impact. This is you know, Sauk County and beyond. Um, but we're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors and come back and dig into the meat of things here as we uh, look at issues in art and all kinds of other stuff. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back here on Frame of Reference and 99.7 Max FM's Digital Network. McFarland's Problem Solvers Playhouse presents Freddie Farmster Fantasizes Over Fence. There has got to be a better way to get my field work done. I need to go hang by Del Bradley Bill over at McFarland's. Later that day, Del Bradley Bill, what do you got in one of them fancy fent tractors? Well, Freddie, follow me out front and feast your eyes on the full line of fence that will flip your fantasies into reality in no time flat. Fantastic! Another fantasy fulfilled by the problem solvers at McFarland, 780 Carolina Street, one block south of Highway 12 in Sauk City. And we're back here on Frame of Reference. My guest today is the one, the only, the impossible to describe in one word or less, Lindsay Giese, who is our uh, executive director here at River Arts, Inc. She has been a friend and colleague and uh, someone I admire so much in so many ways for so long. And um, she is just as wonderful a person as you could ask, ask for in an arts director. And, uh, and I think that's because you're a farm girl at heart. You're still, you, you have yeah, not I'm a forgotten. Girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have not forgotten the the basics of human understanding. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
human uh, connection. But if right? you had to describe me in one word or less. Oh. <laughs> you want to talk about tough ones. Okay. I'm just I'm just going to go gorgeous, okay? Ooh. I'll go with gorgeous cuz okay. that can be more than just physical, right? Oh, I like it. Yeah. You know, okay. it's just it's one of those words. Look it up if okay. you're wondering. Um anyways, so Lindsay, whenever we get together it's always about art. I mean, it's got to be about art in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um let's just do to wrap up this episode. Let's Focus on COVID and what has happened as a result of COVID, because then we can dive into the next part of this in episode mm-hmm. two and just what's going on now mm-hmm. and what 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 art can do is doing to revitalize us, to get us back to where you know we were and then some before the pandemic hit. But last time we talked, we were in the thick of it. I yeah. mean, it was really hitting things hard. You were looking at uh, ways to uh, you know turn to virtualization as much as mm-hmm. possible, so at least we could keep artists going to some extent mm-hmm. um, and keep the arts experience going to some extent. So it was a lot of live theory with you know Beth Kelly doing a, a live mm-hmm. performance at the River Arts, but it was you know video uh, uh, dispersed or uh, how do, what, what do you call that? Yeah, yeah. we did a few so, um, live streams. Okay. Um, live so, streaming. Yeah, that were just God, at the River Arts. Center with no audience and gosh it, it like it was fulfilling for me because I was the audience member right. getting to witness this amazing show right but you forget like that that silence between pieces right, right. is it's just sad yeah and it's not just that like applause it makes you rethink like what that applause does it's not just for the performers like it's like the audience coming together to celebrate right beauty and something right. wonderful. Well, and everything so when you in watch between. it without that and you watch yeah. not even it's not and probably not even the applause, but to just watch something like that alone mm-hmm. is was just not the same experience. Well I don't think there would be an artist in the world that would say that was that's an okay. I mean, there's one thing yeah. to do studio recording, and yeah. you know, you do that for the control aspect of having the piece be as yeah. you know well manicured, <laughs> as yeah. well you know contrived as possible. Mm-hmm. But when you're in a performance situation, that energy that's going on constantly between a performer and the audience, mm-hmm. um, it it makes each performance unique, yeah. right? Yep. To some extent. Yeah. So uh, we did it. That was yeah. one. I mean, we. I'm very proud to. Um, because the Sauk Prairie Chamber of Commerce awarded River Arts Inc. with the Pivot Award mm-hmm. last year, um, because we did as a live events type of organization, we pivoted our programming sure. um, to different things, and so live streams were one of the ways that we did that to still offer arts programming to our community. Okay. And a lot of that, you know, that's not unique. A lot of places, a lot of organizations, and a lot of just musicians on their own were. Going on YouTube or Facebook right, and right. and having weekly shows, um, we did as much as we could with public art kinds of things. We were doing curbside pickup of our art and online auctions, and I did a little not not of this caliber of a podcast, but I did a thing <laughs> called coffee. well, of course not. <laughs> this sort of thing takes extreme professionalism. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Um, no, so we, okay. we called them coffee chats. So, you know, it, I basically just chat with were friends. Those fun. I did one of those with you. You did. It yeah, was a lot of fun. fun. Yeah, I got to yeah. turn the tables. In my living room or dining room or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was fun and just a way for people to get to know each other because sure. I think that connection's important. Sure. Um, Christina, who is the gallery and studio manager for River Arts, Inc., uh, she did like a craft corner. So she did like a little 
craft project you could do from home with things that you probably had at your house. Oh, Sewing with Nancy comes kind to River of, Arts. Yes. Yeah, it's okay, yep. cool. Some of the, right. A lot of this stuff's still up on our website if you're curious <laughs> okay. about it. Um, and interviews with our artists and our board members. And so sure. we just we just took a deep dive um, into different things. So did you, do you think there was a difference between the organizations that were able to pivot like that and those that were not? Um, I think the big difference um, we are going to realize now in the next year or two because we stayed, we were there f- with and for our community still, and so we stayed top of mind, and um, we didn't have a lapse in being a, a, a place that people think of fondly. Sure. Um, and sure. so now that we're doing more programming again, I think that we're going to see our audience come back stronger than ever. And I think that the organizations who didn't pivot and so, and you know, I don't say that negatively because right. some of them didn't have an option to. Right. Or yeah. they didn't have a board that would work with them to do it yeah, or the facilities. They have, or they just, couldn't get the funding that they right. needed to. I mean, there's a lot right. of reasons why, Places did just shut down for a year or two. Yeah. Um, but we were able to do other things. And so, but I think those places that had to shut down, it's going to be harder for them to get back to where they were pre COVID. Sure. Because they were gone for right. a little while. Right. Well, staffing has sometimes moved on to other places. Yeah. And yeah, I, I sometimes wonder too if there, there was a difference fundamentally between the people that said, oh, we just can't do anything now, mm-hmm. versus the people that said, well, what can we do? You know, how can we do this differently? So there's kind of a fundamental uh, difference in terms of how people approach life. And art Mm -hmm. is life in a lot of ways. Um, So if you have the attitude of, you know, because of this horrible thing that happened and I I can't do anything about it versus the, well, no, I can't do anything about that, but I can do something about this. So, uh, and focusing on that. Um, to me, that's kind of the difference between a artistic mindset and a non-artistic mindset, really. You know, I, I mean, think it, yeah, for sure we had an advantage of being creative. So, and we, there just wasn't the option to shut down and not do anything. I mean, my my dad and I were out there. We built a little stage so we could have outdoor concerts last year, <laughs> right? Anything goes. Um, so you get you have to get creative. And sure. So, Sure. Being, being and of course, dad wants to spend time with his daughter anyway. So that was like a win-win, oh, right? Oh yeah. We yeah. had, we had a great time. Yeah. So yeah, now so. we have to redo the stage because it didn't weather very well in this uh, Wisconsin winter, but now uh, we'll have another project. Yeah. To see, together. that's exactly. Uh, so there's always a win in here. What yeah. about, so a lot of, um, it was a lot of economic pressure too. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think of like Broadway closing down, oh my yeah. gosh, you know, and all those people that were just out of work and not just the actors and actresses, all the technical staff, all the designing staffs, mm-hmm. you know, that were just no paycheck. Yeah. Um, and, that's been hard. And yet it seemed when that did start to reopen that people were so hungry for it again that it it came up pretty quickly, right? Yeah. Although we had to shut down for a while because it was a big spike again with with, um, Omicron, right? Yeah, it is. So how is it responding? Do do you see that? It's a little volatile. Um, What I am seeing is, and it's an, an organization focus. So for us it was important to stay open, to still sell our local artists art because they're depending on it, to still hire musicians in different ways, like any way that we can. Um, We are lucky, really lucky, because we did get other funding, but especially from our our local sponsors, like local businesses who continue to support us so that we could still 
have a show at the River Arts Center, but because we were only able to sell 100 tickets, we could still do that because those 100 people would benefit. And we could suffer like what you would consider technically a loss on having that event. Sure. Because we were still – there were enough people in our community who thought that this was still important enough to help us be able to do that. That makes sense. Right. right. The angel network essentially, right? Yeah. And and even going forward probably for a while – we have to budget in a way that could potentially be a loss overall if you're looking you – know, it depends on what – again, that, right. that term loss means different things to different people. Right. Um, if we're looking at just what our ticket sales would make, for example, like uh, we have to be able to be okay doing the show – at a loss because it's important for us to get back on our feet. It's important for us to pay the musicians. It's important for us, for the 50 people who can make it to the show, that they need this experience. So we want to offer it to them. It's also really important for us to have safe opportunities too. So we don't want to ever do anything that that is going to put the – uh, world in harm, or especially our community in in harm's way. Uh, yeah, that would be bad, right? And so, and that costs, Come and get it infected. Actually, that costs mm-hmm. a lot of money too to plan things and to be flexible with your planning to continue to have safety of, as top of mind versus how many butts can I get in seats? Right. It's a, that right. definite shift of mentality because that always like even we just redid some strategic planning. I'm like, I don't know that I feel comfortable. Normally, we'd have like an X number of seats that we want to fill for every show. And then you keep upping that as your goal because the ultimate goal is always to sell out. Right. Oh, my goodness. Like now since COVID, it's like, no, my goal is not to sell out the theater. Right. Um, I don't want that to be my goal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it it becomes – there's an ethical consideration that we've never had Mm -hmm. to make before because you always had to make your nut. You know, that was just make your nut or you're not going to be around. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, thank God enough people have risen to the top to say this is important enough that we don't want that pressure to be a part of your programming. Yeah, yeah, I get this idea of um, (laughs) I don't know why my brain is the way it is, but um, Cogsworth going around and sort of singing, be our guest. It's like, be infected, be infected, (laughs) come to our show, be infected. So that would be – That'd be a different version uh-huh. of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't want that one. How, what about the the overall artistic economy? Are we recovering, yeah. recovered, still too early to tell? I mean, will it be what it was before? Will it be better than it was before, do you think? Or have we lost things that we may not never get back? Uh, that is a, there are a lot of questions in there, Raul. I know. Um, <laughs> I know. I structured the hopeful it. Yeah. person in me wants us to come back better than ever. I think we are, I think we're on the way out, but we're still in it. Okay. And I think that answer of, are we like better than before or whatever? If you look at collectively, like the whole nation, the world even, um, I think we're, we're getting closer. Okay. There has been, we're really lucky, there has been funding, um, right. government funding, and th- that has been vital. I will, like, well, without a doubt, without the state and federal funding that the arts received, um, so many businesses would just be closed and not able to recover. So that has been really helpful. There's still a little ways to go there, but I'm seeing a lot of places are opened up. But then I'm also seeing like things in New York now, like they are on the verge of potentially shutting down or going back to some restrictions for a little bit. And that we might ride that wave for a while where um, you have to be ready for it. Like when, as I'm looking at contracts for performers for next year, we, I have to think about that. We have right. to look at that. And the contract language has changed. Right. Now they're starting to say, you know, there's this thing called force majeure. That's like if it's an act of God, you can get out of a contract. But otherwise, 
too bad. You got to pay us. Right, right. Now there's even like in there, which COVID, which is a pandemic, would falls under that clause. Right. But now there's like clauses that are like the the mere existence of COVID doesn't count as a force majeure in the future. And so mm. like, so it puts us all in like these, like, well, it's not gone yet. So what right. if it comes right. like, Right. How do we do this? Right. How do we um, specify? Yeah. W- w- there are like with outdoor concerts, there are uh, rules about lightning and how yeah. how close lightning uh-huh. can strike uh-huh. within curtain time or whatnot. Uh-huh. Um, so you think about it's probably going to have to COVID's going to be lightning clause, um, but you know. Yeah. So things are changing. I I feel hopeful. I think, I, and I know from the shows that we've been able to have this year that the audiences have needed it. The energy in the room is great. So I, I feel a different energy as we get back to the shows. I hope that that sticks around and it doesn't get taken for granted, um, how important live music has been. Um, so I don't know. I think we're still too close to, I think we're still too close to it yet to say, um, and why I say on the national level, I think we're going to make a recovery. Yes. On, on individual levels, there are a lot of places that close down. A lot of communities that uh, art centers, for the most part, have been okay. Have they not, like civic centers and the like, or is that not the case? I think so. Yeah, okay. from what I'm seeing, like some, especially the bigger ones. I think some of the, the little guys who just didn't even know where to turn for help. Okay, they struggled the most, and sometimes those little guys are like the the best theater experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, because they it's can. coming. I want. Yeah, it's coming back. You, you, if you look at, I would say what our closest big organization is is probably Overture, mm-hmm. and they're they're having shows again, but it, they've also had some canceled. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because maybe it's not even a government mandate or something, but it's the cast has COVID or yeah. like they're yeah. experiencing. Yeah, there was one not too long ago where they had yeah. to cancel because six of the actors, actresses. Yeah. And again, COVID. I don't, I, I know them over there, but so I'm not, I don't want to speak on their behalf, but I know they did get some government funding, but they also, people love what they do. And so right. they're depending on their big supporters to help get them through. I'm sure that they're right. having some losses compared to other years, but right. they're, right. they have some people stepping up to help out. So, so there is hope. There's, I think there's great hope. hope. I think so, there is hope. And determination probably more than anything is uh, I had Well, if we didn't give up yet, there's no stopping us now. Exactly. Right? We I, got we keep talking about that. We're like, we have you got your rainy day fun, and I'm like, well, I think we made it through a, right. a rainy we day. We made it through a monsoon season, <laughs> for goodness sake. This isn't just a rainy day so fun. Right, anymore. if we all can get through oh, this. My Lord. Then yeah. Come on, kids, let's put on a show. Yeah, yeah we, we have to have that attitude or woe be unto us. So, folks, my guest, uh, through this episode and next week's episode is Lindsay Giese, who is our local executive director for River Arts Incorporated, which is a statewide known entity in the arts business. So anyone who's anyone knows about River Arts and thinks, I want to be like them when I grow up. So, but, and it's, uh, I think a good part of it is due to the lady sitting across the desk from me. We're going to take a quick break to hear another word from our sponsors. We'll be back uh, with a close-up for this episode. But next week, we're going to continue this Uh, talk even further and talk about all the things there are to be hopeful for and to plan for and why you ought to give a darn in the first place okay that'll just be some of the things we talk about so don't go anywhere we'll be right back here on frame of reference and 99.7 max fm's digital network big deal 
There's never been a better time to support small businesses and save big with Max FM Big Deals. Discount certificates from the Max FM Big Deal store will save you up to 50% off retail every day of the week. Local restaurants and wineries, healthy living and spa services, gifts for the holidays, and a whole lot more. New deals are added weekly. Check it out now at MaxFMBigDeals.com. That's MaxFMBigDeals.com. Start shopping and start saving. Art, the expression or application of human creative skill and imagination, typically in a visual form such as painting or sculpture, producing works to be appreciated for their beauty or emotional power. As I read that definition of today's subject matter, I'm perplexed by two questions. One, given that art allows us to express or apply something that is so uniquely human, why isn't everyone encouraged to explore their individual creativity? And two, given that art produces works of beauty and or emotional power, should we be more careful about who uses it and for what purpose? I look around at the myriad of art mediums and content expressed, and I sometimes just feel overwhelmed mainly because I see so much irresponsibility in the way the vocabulary of art is used by those folks that want to accomplish an agenda that pits us against one another instead of uniting us. But that's because I'm an idealist, and I want art to be used for its higher purposes of liberation and inspiration rather than as a tool to manipulate and influence. As our world becomes more complex and stressed, we all need tools to help us survive and thrive. Isn't art one of the best tools for that sort of work? Movies, books, paintings, theater and dance all can transport us to better places, or they can weigh us down with dystopian discouragement. I hope you can join us next week as we continue to explore more about how Lindsay and other artists are working towards the former. Until then, stay well.